On this week's episode, we have Chief Creative Officer at Grounded World, Heidi Schoenick, to talk about the Cannes Film Festival, the responsibility of creative marketers, and the impact they have on the world. My name is Savon Bartley, and this is what's good. How do you feel about Cannes? Like, is it is it important? Is it like a thing? Should we be paying attention uh, to that? I have mixed... I'm bipolar about Cannes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I got to go there a couple times, so it's good. So I know from feet-on-the-street experience, but... Um, it's it so you know there's the film festival but then there's the advertising festival so the one i'm talking about is the advertising one um so not where you know celebrities fall on the steps but the junk advertising people do (laughs) um so what why why i like it so the the polar part of me that thinks it's really awesome is because it's the only festival i know or award show i know that truly celebrates creativity Okay. Otherwise, it's you know you have Effies, which is effectiveness, or you have specific media-driven awards. Um, so you can have digital awards, etc. So it's yeah. the only one that kind of looks at across the full ecosystem of marketing, and it's like we're about creativity, and um, and in some ways, and that's quite liberating because then it's like the results, the brands, all those things are a lot less front and center. Um, on the flip side being an artist, you'll appreciate it. It's like creativity is only as good as it actually does or moves somebody or something. So it's a balance. So then the, the, the bummer side of me or the, the, the negative side of me gets all pissy about cans. Cause it's like, it's a bunch of creative, creative ideas and things that actually don't, don't really move the needle. And is it more about showcasing look how creative I am or what cool ideas I have rather than doing something creatively that makes an impact. Right. Um, so I get I get frustrated on it feels a little bit like the one percenters in the world of advertising that go and stay in swanky hotels, go bouge it up, drink their rosés, get their fancy clothes, walk on the beach, walk on the you know the stage, applaud each other, and kind of self ingratiate themselves to each other so that they can boost up their resume. But then they all go home and you know there's lots of advertising people that don't have jobs or people are not getting fed or you know there's just it's like, yes. really? Do we really need to, you know, burn all that air fuel and CO2 to bring all these people over there to some swanky place to talk about how awesome they are for a week? You know, and yes, way. indeed, indeed. It, it does. It does come off as quite elitist at times, not at times, most of the time, 90% of the time. It's like very elitist. But I, but at the, at, I struggle with maybe not maybe more so like the film part about it but as as an artist right i look at it and i i continually have this debate with myself of like what does art do right for the cause of humanity and things like that and there's philosophers and and, and writers and stuff that will have multiple arguments you know you think about uh, plato and plato will tell you that uh you know poets are distractions and they they're dangerous cuz they don't know what they're saying they're just kind of saying things and then people follow them and <laughs> there's no like practical you know practicality to it they just they're, they're so good at distracting uh, but then you get the other people that are like well no they bring awareness to things and though writing may not you know physically aid in something uh it is like the catalyst to most of the change that happens so and i feel similarly with can at least like the film part of it of okay is are these films are these creative projects actively doing something 
I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't have an answer for that. But do they provide a service of conversation? And, and I most of the time boil back down to like art is the convening point, right? Art is the thing that brings people together that will in turn um, have those people have conversations and then make some giant impactful change in the world, hopefully, right? That's that's the hope. That is the, the, the art is the conversational piece that then allows for the impact to occur. Sure. Um, but if but if mark if marketers so if we're if we talk about cans being the elitist so the best of the best yeah. ideally right they should be or at least from creativity perspective so if you have the the best of the best there and fundamentally what what marketeers are are behavior changers right they're supposed to get people to go from this state to this state or from considering to buying or to whatever to whatever so fundamentally then they should be able to use the power of creativity to not just get the feeling something, but the doing something. Yes. That should be at the cornerstone of how we evaluate if it's good creative or not. Otherwise it's, it's artwork, which is lovely. Yes. But they don't, they don't have to be measured on the action like marketeers should have to be. So, so then I, so that's where I kind of start screaming bullshit a little. Cause it's like, if, if, Let's celebrate the creativity, but let's always make sure we have the lens that it has to affect change. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't live in an advertising award space. It lives in a a, a different filmmaking awardy or art space. Um, and then the other part that gets <laughs> so you have brands up there that are wanting to showcase what phenomenal game changing creative things they're doing, but it's kind of like then the same rub. Okay, so. Are you really dedicated to making this change? So therefore, are you putting your money where your mouth is? Mm-hmm. Are you really putting this in a way in which it can scale to impact those things you say you want to impact? Or is this really no- another form of media to get exposure for your brand so people maybe buy more of your stuff? And maybe, and it can absolutely be both, but it's the balance of those two things that just get me, you know, get me going. Yeah, it's a fence. It's definitely a fence because when once you once you bring the business part in with the art part, then it gets really, really like, you can't, you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? Like either you're going to be, you know, a a, a rebel and impactful and say something that needs to be said and not worry about the fallout, like not worry about the bottom line, not worry about, you know, what the profit margin is, or you are going to, you know, create something with the intention of, like you said, getting people to buy a thing. And, I don't know if I don't know if they separate that well enough in cans. I don't know. Or they better integrate it. I mean, it can be right if you, the brand yeah. really stands for something. Then again, it's put your money where your mouth is. Go uh-huh. do this phenomenal thing, and then truly stand up there and throw throw the gauntlet at it um, to make it really the impact really play through. And it, it always feels a little bit like um, I mean, the joke in the community is that these these. Um, great ideas happen in such a small ecosystem that just to get the film to enter it can. Like, mm-hmm. so um, one of my favorite ideas, and it's a brilliant creative idea, is Morning After Island from, you know, my old my old shop. And what it was is let's float a raft basically off this island of where the day after, uh, morning after pill is is illegal so that uh-huh. girls can be boated out to this island where they can then safely take the morning after pill. Brilliant idea. Um, but you sit there and go, okay, looking at the size of that raft in the case study, this was, you know, even if you bust, you ran a 
big old ship back and forth all the time. How many people could you really impact? Right. Um, and then if we really believe in this, which I think it's awesome, why aren't there 150 rafts? Why aren't we perpetuating? Why isn't the idea saying maybe, Ogilvy, we did this great prototype. Now you, whatever, pharma brands or whoever should be behind this, start floating more rafts <laughs> and let's put these all over any country we can start to put them over. How does that become its own um, marketable thing rather than what feels like created this beautiful film, it's a lovely idea to win us a trophy at Cannes and then it that's where it stops. Right. Then it's collecting dust, right? It's like, okay, look, look at what we did. You know, applaud us, give us our props. All right, now go shoo away. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's Now very, what are you doing next year? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, basically, it's a very empty gesture and it comes... I guess it's the it's a con is it a conflict of interest like for because you you have these brands and businesses that are supposedly quote unquote for the cause yet you know you end up following the money and then you follow the people who are on the committees and come to find out that they are actually on the opposite end of what this creative is saying but that's how you get the money to do the creative and the creative brings attention like it's hand over fist it is this vicious cycle I don't I'm not entirely sure if. It is possible, but then again, it is possible, right? We have those oh, it's have, possible. You know, yeah, areas just... of the world who are just like super duper on their you know, square. But no, this is what this is what we said, and, and we're going to say it on Twitter. We're going to say it on Instagram. <laughs> we're going to say it in a press release. We're going to say like, and we're yeah. going to sell the ice cream. <laughs> right, right. And so I think, yeah, just and I and and not all of can is about making a social impact no. or the impact piece of things. Oftentimes, it is truly about driving you know, interest in and connection to specific brands with commercial agendas. That's like maybe a good portion of yeah. the entry categories. I tend to focus on the good category because that's what we're about, mm -hmm. where you have the glass line, which is about uh, bias and equality and gender equality specifically. And then you have the SDG related awards, which are more about, you know, driving success and, and adoption of the sustainable development goals. So when I look at those is, I guess, where I get more punchy yeah <laughs> but necessarily so like critically so we we have to be paying attention to this kind of stuff and as well as you know just the world that we're, the world that we're living in now like it kind of the, the creatives um and maybe you can talk about more about this from the the agency side uh versus maybe the more artful side since you know you you are an artist right you have an entire art degree a fine art degree at I that yeah, <laughs> and, and then you've also uh, lived in this agency space as a creative, as an artist. So I would I would feel as though you have a pretty strong opinion on it. But oh, gosh, I just lost what I was going at. Uh, oh, the the creative side uh, of being a artist, being a creative in for the sake of creating versus being a creative for the sake of marketing or selling yeah marketing or selling like i mean we've been in rooms before and uh it's been a room full of creatives and as as a, a predominantly uh art for art's sake creative i guess i don't know how to probably describe yeah. it at this moment i've looked at a room i'm like yes these are all creatives but i don't know if we all create <laughs> with the same intention right there's yeah. like my creativity is more of uh, a, a garnering of dialogue, a, a more so of like, I'm going to put this here so we can all, you know, go back and forth about it as versus 
like creativity as in this is this is being created uh to have a bottom line am i making sense am i talking yeah, yeah. no no I'm, it's I'm, it's it either like so when i go back to fine art school i think again the the, the mission was around communicating an idea a thought a feeling right uh-huh. it was it was creating a piece that resonated in some capacity to open up something inside another human. Yes. Literally. Yeah. The When you take creativity into marketing, it's the feel but into the do, and the do is often with a commercial intent. Mm. But I think where, where I've always enjoyed marketing is because if we're really honest, things only get done when they're paid for on the whole. Not only, that's unfair, but... Uh, no, they build momentum mostly when there's money there. Yeah, the majority of the system underneath it, either supporting it, funding it, or scaling it. Right. So what when you can link the business side with the art side, then you can actually hopefully use the business machine to drive and fund the change you want to see happen. Um the trick is, well, and I think we're seeing it as a broader community, we need to evolve away from just seeing the commercial impact and look at what's the other, what's the ESG impact, the environment, the sustainable, the, the social impact we want to see happen come out of this too. Yeah. If you link those two, yeah, you're making the brief harder, but you're you're fundamentally um, using the business engine to help propel the mission. Indeed. And it's not always, and sometimes that is, it's hard to explain to to people that are used to uh, looking at the bottom lines. Like there, there are different types of currency, right? Like you have like the, mm-hmm. the monetary gain with the dollar or, or whatever the currency is, but you also have like cultural currency, right? Yeah. You have you know stake in a particular community uh, or, or 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 genre that will eventually garner the more income to do more cool things but you won't immediately see it right like having something as simple as representation you know in the creative in the ads right it's like okay because we put these specific uh types of people in this ad doesn't necessarily mean it's going to lead uh to us you know having this perform at the highest but what it is going to do is going to uh create inclusion right it's going to showcase diversity which that is going to inspire more people that share the same identity to buy this product or be invested in this product or work for this company which would then increase that company's diversity which mm-hmm. in turn will create more income because companies that are more diverse generate more income and then yeah. it would eventually give you like it's it's a it's a cycle. It, it, it's everything talks to each other. Um, and I'm not entirely sure how to convince those that don't see it to see it. And is a very creative ad the way to do that? Maybe, maybe not. I have no idea. Uh, but it is something that I think about. And we've, I mean, we've, we've been in rooms to where just creativity brings, I mean, outside of outside of just the film festival and the ad festival, creativity brings so much morale building to, to brands and companies. It, it, it creates such a more nuanced conversation. It creates such more um, intangible emotion uh, out of people. Like it really does. You, you can make something that sits with someone for, for a really long time, years. I mean, I'm, I, I know ads. I know commer- I know commercials that have lived with me my entire life. Mm-hmm. I've never bought, 
you know, the actual product. But like, I remember that phone number. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Nine eight eight two three hundred. Yeah, I remember that mascot for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'll see it in public, or you know, on a billboard somewhere, or just I'll I'll uh, hear someone else say the number or think of the ad, and there's like a nostalgia that comes along with that, and that's that's impactful. That that might be even more impactful than the monetary gain that you get to have a, a lifelong consumer of a brand or, or company uh, that may not have necessarily spent a dollar with you, but has spoken on your behalf to people who have spent a dollar on you. And I'm ranting at this point because just you're so great at conversation and you, you sparked <laughs> you spark the inspiration in me. But I, I, do, I do think it's interesting. I do think you have an interesting point of view from a creativity standpoint of like, okay, creative as in, um, fine art and then creative as in, you know, the agency space. That's a very unique place to sit. Um, and I can imagine that your brain goes in so many different ways when you're presented with a brief or RFP or, or, or whatever. You get someone who says, hey, we want a creative piece of content. We want a creative installation or we want a creative activation. It's like, what? We want a music video. We want a, we want a music a black and white music video with yep. <laughs> all of these things. Um, yeah, I, I can I can see. I can see the conundrum that you uh, would be yeah. in. To, but I to- think that's the, I mean, that's what I love about marketing. And maybe that's why I keep pushing a higher bar in my own head. Maybe it's obviously not reflected by the organization, but pulled to can. Because then if it's the best of creative within marketing advertising, then we have to hold ourselves to living off those two prongs of using the business in which we live in that, that layer equally as much as we use the create, you know, the pure creativity piece. Otherwise, why is it marketing? Um, Like one of the ones that won, well, the one that won in that good category, because that's the the one I care about is um, the Grand Prix is this is a, phenomenal little film short called Save Ralph. If you have a chance, you should watch it because it's quite entertaining. Um, and it's uh, it's about uh, animal testing. Okay. And they did it like it's, it's um, uh, what do they call it? Almost, I'll, it's like a stop animation or like, I'm sure it's CGI, digital, whatever, whatever. But it looks kind of like um, those kind of clay-ish yeah. animated yeah. and lovely voice talent, et cetera. And it's very humorous while it's covering, you know, a really painful uh, mm-hmm. subject, which is animal testing. And it does a really beautiful job of putting you in the the head and the heart of this sweet little rabbit character and what he's going through in the course of his day and his, his little ecosystem around him. And he's trying to, you know, talk about how he's doing it for the betterment of people kind of. And, but of course you're seeing the, the BS on top of that, should that struggle really be for the betterment of my lip cream, so to speak. Right. Um, so it does a really good job of telling that story. It does a really good job of resonating emotionally and, you know, with, with a bit of dark humor and stuff associated. It's phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a treat for the eyes. And I sat there though. And I'm like, and this is the Grand Prix. This is the best of the best of the best in the cans for good ca- category. And I'm like, so how are we determining it's the best of the best of the best? You know, for all, it's a beautiful film. It does a lot of things. Where's, where's the impact? Where is the scale? Where is the, 
the good that came out of it. Um, and that's where I just get, yeah, it's just like, again, we're marketers. We're not just film producers. Where's, right. where's the impact? Where's the measurement? Where's the effectiveness? Um, and it just, yeah. And anyway, that's where it always kind of, I think we could do better. And then on top of it, it's, yeah, the, all these brilliantly, brilliantly crafted or unique groundbreaking ideas that then bubble up for can and then just <laughs> to go away. Right. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see these in, you know, Super Bowl ads or I don't, I don't see these on like regular, you know, YouTube ads or, or streaming. Or showing up on the shelves of your local store later or whatever. But yeah. yeah and that, and that was, so that was my thought um, for the blog is I, I really wish we could commercialize these great ideas. Uh-huh. So, so my, my think, my thought was what if, what if cans and Kickstarter had a baby? So what if mm. all of these great, the best in the world, creative ideas don't, and let's just, I'll just take the good category, but it could be more broadly. Don't right. just sit on a wall in the South of France or, you know, a digital wall behind a passcode, but actually lived in almost a storefront. So then if I wanted to take that, um, the morning after Island and create my own, I can buy into that. I can invest in that. I can create my own little floating island somewhere. I can actually start to scale these ideas or commercialize those ideas, much like Kickstarter is so brilliant at doing. So they don't just live in a look how creative we are place, but they actually live in in a commercial way into the future. Yes, that's incredible. That's what I would love to do. So then that becomes a shoppable, a shoppable marketplace for brilliance. Um, and I mean, I would think as a creative person, if I came up with that idea, I don't want it to be one and done. Like I want it to live well beyond me. Usually we're all a bit legacy minded, you know, and we want to see the impact. We want to drive the change. So I would think there would be some agreement, passion from the community that created it to want to see it grow up and go off into the world or even be part of whatever that ends up being. Um, its own organization or whatever. Right. Because you spend, you know, you spend all this time on it and you spend a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, creating this thing yep. just for it to be, you know, a really shiny ball. It's like, okay, you, 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 you the money you spent on the ads or the creative, you could have put into the actual cause. Right. If that's right. the case. Or, or make it a prototype, make it an MVP and then, you know, offer it up to the highest bidder and recoup your costs or whatever. But, um, there's, I just think there's gotta be some way to not have the, not have creativity go back into a, not have to go back into the hole or have to, we do have to constantly reinvent. We always have to hunger for the next idea. Sure. But then don't let the, the other ones just die on the vine. Yeah, no, nah, you, you don't want it to turn into just something you, you know, you don't want it to be the dance you show the guests whenever they visit and, and not actually go to the park. You know, you got that one one trophy you're really proud of from, from high school. And then when people come over, you're like, let me tell you this story about this thing. And you show it off and it's like, oh, this is great. Then you just put it away and wait, you know, n- until the next holiday to bring it back <laughs> out again. Yeah. You don't want to do that. We, Blow the dust off of it. <laughs> exactly. No, like, no, we, we actually, and we have... The technology, we have the means, we have, you know, all of the, and if, if, they, if anyone needs help, they can always talk to us about it. Um, but like, we have had like very trackable impact. Uh, well, not us personally, maybe not just us personally, but even the class we work with, you know, I think oh, yeah. about 
I think about the um, I'm your protector stuff. I think about, oh. um, you know, uh, all of the in-store activations that, you know, we've put together, the fresh air and stuff like that. Like yeah. there's ways to measure <laughs> these things. And either you're not interested in it at this point, you know, either you're not interested in the measurement um, or you just don't or, or you're not interested. I don't see how you could. I was going to say or like you you uh or you don't know about it, but I'm like, you have to know about it. All or of this think about like the majority of how the, these ideas were measured was around media. It was like the, when we put this out there, we earned the equivalent of X amount of media dollars, or we earned this amount of eyeballs, or we got this amount of impressions, or we got this amount of pickup. Like it's all about yeah. eyeballs and, and viewership, which is such an old antiquated advertising model of TV spots. But I'll, and you might remember that Empire commercial with the phone number from yep. way back when. But I don't know how many times you've called that number. Probably not. Yeah. No. And so advertising isn't. It's. It. That's sure. That's great. You need to get eyeballs in order to get the awareness to drive the conversion. But what's the conversion? What's the impact? And we right. need to think a little differently in terms of how we evaluate how it how it worked. And like you said, with us, we we are always working against a KPI measurement for our clients to make sure that we know the impact. Otherwise, how do we know the good we're doing? Yeah, not yeah, for the for the sake of. And sometimes uh, those KPIs may be intangible, right? But we at least still know they're there. So, like, may, maybe there isn't a number that we're able to hit, but there is a particular shift and message that gets across. Um, and and because it gets across, we know that that is uh, an accomplishment. Like that's a that's a goal we hit. Those are those are things we hit. And I think you're a hundred percent right. Aware, awareness um, has become like a new form of payment or a new form of. Um, I mean, especially with uh, I think about social media. I think about you know how people put all these vanity metrics up on this pedestal of just like. Okay, what do you actually do? Well, well, we do this and do this and do this, and we have 1.2 million followers, and we have 500,000, you know, uh, views on this video. It's like, okay, great awareness. People saw it. You know, you only got to watch it for 2.5 seconds for it to count. You know, it's a five-minute video. How many people got to the end of the five minutes? <laughs> right, not the 1.2 million. How many people of the 200,000 that got to halfway through actually went to the website? Probably way less than that. So we, we know that the awareness drops off drastically. Um, you look at any metric, that's usually how it goes. Like, oh, really high in the beginning. This is cool. Attention spans are short. And uh, we can't pay you an awareness. Awareness doesn't do anything, you know? So, and a lot of times that's how they were trying to compensate creative people. Uh, it's like, hey, could you do this very exhausting, very time-consuming thing? For, for no money, but, you know, a lot of people are going to see it. And it's like, well, that doesn't, that's, that's nice, you know, <laughs> that's really nice, but that doesn't, you know, you know buy me groceries or, or pay any of my bills or, you know, uh, even cover the expenses or time that it's going to take to make this very, very fancy thing. Um, yeah, awareness, awareness only goes so far. Yeah, people know about it, but then what? Right, you're, you're completely right, totally right. I, I, see, I see your point, um, and I raise you. <laughs> I raised you that point. Thank you. Since I'm only five foot two, I appreciate any raise. Oh yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. You mentioned a couple of the things you, uh, a couple of the videos. Is, is, is are there any other standouts that you saw this year in particular? Um, I know that we've been kind of going through watching a handful of them. I I've enjoyed 
man, I, I enjoyed the the uh, I believe it was the Swedish uh, Swedish women that suggested to eat humans um, as a as a way of co- combating the uh, food crisis that we're kind of rolling into. Um, and it's very provocative. And no, I do not know what the KPIs were, but I did watch it. <laughs> and I thought it was a great idea, a brilliant, not, not a great idea, like, no, we shouldn't be eating humans. Um, but it was a brilliant, brilliant way, which made me think, you know, and it made me even more excited about um, some of the, uh, the, the advancements in, in the food creation and the population stuff that some people that I know are working on, like the, like the, oh gosh, it's, I'm drawing a blank. The, um, the air protein um, oh, yeah, yeah. was brought up of just like them figuring out a way to create, I think there was scallops and fish um, out of the, out of the chemical, yes. yeah, out of the CO2 uh, to c- combat the, uh, the upcoming food crisis. So, I, so stuff like that, I find correlations in it's like, oh, okay, that makes me, that makes me think. But were there any other standouts you saw this year? Oh, yeah, lots of them. I mean, and again, my my focus was kind of more in that good category. But one of the ones we, we've we talked about a lot at the ranch is uh, Have a Word. And that was where the mayor of London really um, was trying to get men to have accountability in terms of how they... Um, how they... Uh, 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 like depreciate is the word that's coming to mind, not the best word, but um, how they act towards women. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually the have a word is changes is, is a conversation men should have with themselves to really challenge their own sexist attitudes. So it's instead of what always happens is we put the ownership back on women that we shouldn't care that yeah. we should not worry about how we dress. We should just own our confidence. We should do all these things. So, and sure, that's great and well and good. But what was so nice is how they flipped it, where they made men be accountable and speak, have a word with themselves in the mirror to step up and challenge their own way. They show up and therefore hold their own friends and their own group accountable. That one I thought was really good. Yeah, which is which is such a great message. And one that also I feel as though may not have that like immediate KPI, but s- turn something inside of you that makes you think about it, which will then, you know, have that person who saw that video shares it or has a conversation with someone in their, you know, internal group, their everyday life that then makes that conversation happen again and again and again and again. And those, though it may not be a, oh, we know that this many men change their minds and how they approach, you know, the women's like the next time this guy saw a woman, he did like, we don't, we, we can't do that. But that is the, conversation starter that is the the gathering yeah. around that is the fireplace it's the drop you know? in the bucket but what's nice if you think about scaling that idea so then what they what they did show within their results is how the premier league football clubs uh gave support of this and are actually sharing it with their own players to start having a word with themselves and how they show up the united nations is including it in training and then they have it adding into school curriculums. So we can start to see how it can expand beyond a single film, let's say, that challenges people to start, challenges men specifically to start having a word with themselves and then working into specific areas um, and reaching those different people and then starting to drive that behavior change. Yes, that's in, that's incredible. It's a, a functional piece of art is is what we love, is absolutely what we adore. Um, and it's possible in, in those in those it's it's necessary to have a mind like that though right you know you have to be able to think outside the box because there are more 
direct ways to do that, right? There are more direct ways to have that conversation of like, hey, you should not say this. You should do this instead. This is how you should be thinking. But what does, what conclusion, that doesn't bring anything out of the individual. It's just like pointing the finger, being told what to do. And most of the time when people are just, you know, told what to do, they don't actually really want to do it. The goal is to have some kind of change happen within you that actually transform the way you think, the way you speak, the your behaviors. Uh, and that has to come from within. And you're not going to get away with that with just saying what the good thing is. You have to present it in a creative way to where you're not tricking them, but you're you're allowing them to come to a conclusion themselves. And who do you need in order to pull that off? You need creatives, right? Like that's, yeah. This is why we need them in marketing, advertising, film, television, all this stuff. Um, there are people who countlessly for hours and hours and hours think about this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a way, there's, there's actually a really unique way of, of tackling something like that or just briefs in general, right? I think the more creative people you have in the room, the better because you have the perspectives, you have the, 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 the life lessons, you have the... Um, alternate ways in which to get to a road, you know, a lot of times in business um, and even in marketing and, and just bottom line stuff, you have A to B, straight line, right? It just, mm-hmm. we start here, we need them to go here, we'll go that way. Um, and they completely ignore all the other directions you can go in. That may take longer, that may take shorter, that may go all the way around. Um, but the storytelling and the journey that comes along with that is so much more transformative. So by the time they do get to the end point, they've gone through this traumatic change in their own <laughs> personal life. And then they also just so happen to buy your soap. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think the best creative um, leaders are what I call truffle hunters. It's like you said, you want the most diverse and different inputs within the room, but then you got to have the truffle hunter in there that goes and sniffs this thing out and says, that's the thing. What is that thing that Savan just said over here that is making me think or feel something differently. How do we talk more about that? Um, and that's where that's where the best creative people are because that it, it takes its instinct, its intuition, it's I don't know lots of things. But the best creative leaders are phenomenal truffle hunters. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform, share it with a friend and give it a five star rating. It helps spread the good news to the people that need to hear it. This episode is brought to you by Grounded World, a multi award winning B Corp certified social impact agency that helps brands, retailers, nonprofits and startup activate their brand purpose and create positive change. My name is Savon Bartley. And if you would like to learn more, head over to grounded.world to get in touch. Thank you for listening. Until next time.